Hi and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ali Hart and you are listening to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World. But for the next while, we are delving deeper into something that I'm really passionate about and that is learning how to love ourselves from our brain to our very bones. Um, I have different experts joining me from the wellbeing industry and I really hope you can join me on this journey as we dig a little deeper uh, to learn about ourselves but also just to realize that life is to be lived and how can we reach that capacity by doing internal work, external work and all of the above. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to today, another episode, another step forward in the Inside Out series. It is great to have you. I'm really excited about everyone that I have joining me and especially Suzanne here today who's with me from Authentic Yoga we go back, I don't know how long, she'll be able to introduce herself in a second, but um, one of the things that aligns me with Suzanne is, so we both, hopefully you don't mind me saying about our heart defects, is that fair? Go for it. Okay, sorry, I should have asked that beforehand. Um, we both, so we're connected in that, we also both have three boys, and this has been both of us building our own businesses over the last number of years, kind of in line with each other, and uh, embracing the online space, but also in person. And then we combined together. Suzanne very kindly asked me to be with her kids workshop. We did a kid and art and yoga one, which was just divine. And it was right as lockdown was starting or COVID. It was all murmurs. So um, I haven't actually seen her since, but um, Suzanne, you're so welcome today. Thank you very much. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm really honoured that you invited me along to do this. Well, it is lovely to have you. So do you want to tell me a little bit, obviously I've given a summary of me projecting about you, but do you want to tell us a little bit about you and about Authentic Yoga? Well, Authentic Yoga is really quite recent, just as you as you have said, Ali. Um, I'm actually a teacher and like your husband yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um though I graduated 25 years ago we'll sort of just brush on by how long that actually is <laughs> so um 12 years of nursery teaching and yeah. 10 years in primary school wow before that so it is three years ago now since I resigned from my permanent job in school yeah and I am still very much involved in school, very much involved with children, absolutely love all of that. But my situation within school changed and as a result of that, I took what some people consider to be a very crazy uh, decision to leave a permanent secure job and go freelance. Yeah. So one of the things that I had noticed in school with the little ones over probably three to five years before I resigned was the deterioration. I don't really like to use the word deterioration, but the decline, maybe, if you like, in children's physical ability. Mm -hmm. And I think we can just generally attribute that to our lifestyles now. You know, we were noticing children, both fine and gross motor skills, just not where they would have been previously. And also in terms of their emotional development, a lot more issues with attachment and 
children just presenting with signs of stress and anxiety mm-hmm. that going back to the earlier years in my career, it just never saw to the same extent. So it was also coinciding with a time where just the general stresses within teaching as a profession were, were increasing. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, my stress relief was going to the gym and going to yoga. And I did that either early in the morning before I went to work or in the evening while the boys were maybe at home getting their tea or out at a club when they were younger. So I decided to introduce little bits of that into school and noticed it made a difference. And it was only very, very small amounts because at that stage, it was what I was reading up on myself. It was no specific training. Mm. And it certainly was not commonplace or even talked about in schools. So it was more just, you know, a little calming technique within the quiet room time or community circle time. And then a few little moves when we had time outside um, or within the assembly hall. But it was as a result of all of that when I decided to, my situation changed within school. I wasn't working within the nursery environment anymore, which I absolutely love. And I left and everybody was, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What? And I, I mean, for months I sat and part and parcel of that, Ali, as you know, was in, related to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um. And I came to you and we did the one-to-one in your Ooh, studio in the I other house. That. that was the very first time we actually met was the watercolor session mm-hmm. in your studio at a time when I felt really stressed at work. And uh, it Obviously just, that I mean, helped you immensely, didn't it? Is that the art <laughs> and the creativity. I mean, the yoga with the children has evolved mm-hmm. naturally. Um that with no planning from me as to actually how big the creative side of what we are now doing in yoga has become. And a lot of that is due to awareness, I think, due to COVID as well. People have placed much more importance on the arts and creativity and realising this has importance up there with all the other subjects because it is contributing to the calm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the focus. So what initially for me, when I set out and people said, okay, I think you should bring your yoga and your teaching together. And I thought, okay, sounds like a good plan. Um, did my children's training first, set the children's classes up first before the adult training and the art was always just a little part of it at the beginning and then it has just grown and grown and grown and we nearly spend as much well probably nearly equal time within sessions and certainly within our our camps when we have we've had two really super summer camps this year which we've been allowed to get back and do and they absolutely love the creativity side of it I'm all. sorry to interrupt you there, but then as you're speaking, it is a real, uh, so there's kids, but also adults, but it's a real um, 
so I'm just imagining the one time I was there with you and we were in the space with the kids and I brought the art things and, and art materials. So when you're describing there, I think of it, it's a real physical and emotional, it's like everything's engaged and there's no digital. <laughs> no. no digital experience whatsoever. I keep all tech out of the classes and I'm very old school with how we organize everything to do with the classes as well. Mm-hmm. It's just an escape. It's something different. I think it also lends itself very well for a lot of children there are other activities that they do outside of school are competitive. Mm-hmm. Not every child excels in a competitive environment. But I will also have children who come to class who play rugby, who play football, who do love all that competitive sport, who compete in speech and drama competitions, who are very confident. But not every child is like that. So yoga does give a balance. So if you are that competitive child and you love to perform or take part in competitive sport, yoga is your balance. Mm -hmm. You come and you chill and you just enjoy and you relax. And if you're a child who doesn't like that element of sport and drama and all the other activities, then this gives you an extracurricular activity that you can take part in without any element of that um it's so and you know I, I i'm very into intuition and universe spiritual tapping in and just as you're talking there and then i had um eileen on as well he's a play therapist at, at the minute with our third boy i don't know if it's the same in your home but our first because i know you're sporty your boys are sporty too our first two are just through and through sport, every sport, any sport, leave them off. And very they're so competitive. It's very embarrassing when they both have to play against each other. Like in my very calm parenting state, I once told them I would pull them off the pitch by the ears if they kept fighting because like they've had to be separated by coaches. But then there's our third boy who is just as fun, just as lively, but he just he just doesn't want to do the same things and I was saying to Michael like what what should I what what should we do and he actually is the one in the house who has been doing you'll be happy to know in their school that last year they were doing uh, more yoga they were practicing a little so he would always say calm calm so just as you're saying there it's like just kids reaching kids and in your own home even if it you know because I remember reading a a thing about yoga and it said well how can your kids expect to know about yoga if you're practicing it but totally separate from them absolutely and a lot of people the adults do go out as you say out of the home Mm -hmm. to most of their classes or at least that was the case until lockdown yeah For instance, I was taking a Zoom class last night. There was a seven-year-old joining in with his mummy. Yeah. You know, and he actually, Ali, was at that session. We did the art and the yoga. So he was only five then. Yeah. So the benefits of Zoom yoga or any kind of online platform for yoga is that children are able to take part at home. Normalizes it, doesn't it? doing it and it just becomes part and parcel of everyday life and that is all that I really want it to be that the children will pick up simple 
techniques that we practice time and time again and know why they should use them, mm-hmm. when they should use them. It's always about know your why. Mm-hmm. And for instance, one of the mummies I was talking to last week was able to say that one of the girls had felt her, her words were, my tummy's a little bit fluttery. Mm-hmm. This was going back to school last week. So I did my breathing that I do with Suzanne and I used my oils. That's all that you want is that somebody who's feeling a little bit anxious at something, whether it's going back to school or maybe taking part in a competition, a hospital appointment, whatever it is, there are lots of things going on for children more so than ever that are making them anxious and just that they can draw on those little techniques and calm. Yeah, because, you know, sport is so familiar. If you go back to your own upbringing, well, certainly, me, you know, sport was familiar. and ugh, I have to be on the team, I have to do this, or they don't want to do it. Whereas normalizing yoga and normalizing, because then what happens is you're in these competitive environments. And there was a sermon, actually, I was listening to from Elevation Church. And he, Stephen Furtick, was talking about a documentary which had um, Michael Phelps as the voiceover. And it was all about mental health. And it was talking about like how he was trapped because everything was working so well physically and he was doing it. But emotionally, he wasn't, it was like he was crippled inside. And it's learning that mental health balance. But unless we learn it, what happens is you go right back Right, and you think like I'm I'm 40, I'm nearly 40. How do I deal with day-to-day stress? And often you're not taught that. And that's just because society has changed. But I'm really interested in how you even with the adults, how you see that or what because you do still have adult classes, don't you? I do, yes. So the adult class is on Zoom and we're into a lovely new studio space. So we have adult classes back again since the beginning of June. Um, so there's a, there are nearly two distinct communities now, those people who wish to practice online and those and, and did throughout lockdown and have loved the benefit of, of being at home. And then those people who feel they need to come out of their house for their yoga and are happy to be part of the community um, within the studio. So we've nearly got two distinct groups going now. But yes, adults, teaching adults is very different to teaching children yeah and obviously children is where I started for me it was actually a little bit stressful making the transition to teaching adults and people would say but you're a teacher you've taught for over 20 years yes but as a teacher you're used to standing in front of children (laughs) you're not used to talking in front of adults your peers yeah absolutely so it is it's a completely different experience for me Mm -hmm. Adults, I think there are so many styles of yoga out there. Mm-hmm. People, it's just like gyms. There are lots of different styles of gym classes as well. Mm-hmm. You need to try a range and find what suits you. You need to try lots of teachers and find a teacher that suits you. We all have our own take on it, so to speak, as well as the different styles of yoga. Yeah. And I think it really is true. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. You get your community who resonate with you, who like 
your style of teaching and the way that you do it. And when you have that connection as a group, then everybody just embraces how you teach your breath work, how you teach your your physical practice, your asana, whether it's um, a flow practice or a yin practice, whatever style it happens to be, and how you deliver your relaxation. And you just, you, you find somewhere that you connect with and then everybody just embraces it. And tell me then, just because I'm always intrigued about the business side of things, how did you find, what way, did you start off with one person, two person? How did the adult classes start? Because the kids ones, I imagine, is it a bit more of a niche or is that, is that becoming more, or how, how was it when you started a couple of years ago? Well, certainly for me, the natural place for me to start was with the children. I'd always worked with children. And I had obviously all my years of teaching experience. I was well known in the community as as a local teacher. And I started there and it started probably with a group of maybe eight to 10 Mm -hmm. and steadily grew and grew. By the time you were coming along, maybe were we maybe a year and a half into yoga at that stage, we had moved studios as well, and we were sort of looking at class numbers of about 20. Okay. Then COVID, which we tried Zoom for a couple of months. Last summer when we went back, numbers were a little bit erratic. Everybody was a little unsure over the yeah. summer last year. And we actually only got 10 weeks of classes before restrictions came in in the middle of October last year. Yeah. So we had no children's yoga from the middle of October until the beginning of June. And from we came back this year, the numbers have just gone up and up and up. And we're now doing two classes on a Friday afternoon, two full classes. We did two full summer camps with, you know, 40 children a day. Um, there's just been such a shift, I think, even in what parents see that the children need. We've stepped, stepped out of the off the hamster's wheel that we were always on mm-hmm. and people had more time at home, and more time with their children. And yes, while they're very keen to see the children take part in activities again and socialise and develop all those skills, they also, I think, now value more mm-hmm. all of these other things that are on offer. What a way to start a weekend for kids as well. That's super. Yes, we used to do it on a Saturday morning. And my thinking originally then was that it was an alternative for a lot of people who weren't taking part in competitive sport because I know locally here, rugby's on on a Saturday morning, football's on, uh, gymnastics, dance. There's a huge amount within our area offered and everywhere on a Saturday morning. So mine was sort of the alternative to that. And then as time went on, I realized those children who they maybe came to something special like our workshop or a camp, even the ones who were competitive and love to take part in competitive sport, also maybe more so than the others needed the balance. Mm -hmm. And they needed to come to something where they could just chill. They could just be they could take part in as much of the class as they want. If they had had enough and they were tired and they wanted to sit on their mat, 
with their blanket and their teddy and watch their friends and talk to their sister, then that was fine too. No judgment, just whatever. And that is why we moved then to Friday afternoons. So the children now come straight after school, get changed, and we have two classes that go on Friday afternoons and then they leave all calm, ready for Friday evening and ready for their weekends. So that's that's how we're getting up now. Brilliant. Do you find, how important was it, is it for you in the yoga space, in the yoga environment to create a little safe, to create a very safe space for kids to come into, kids who maybe have never, or adults who are like, meh, I should try yoga. You know, like how, the way the space is set up, you were saying there and you're very deliberate. Do you want to explain that a little bit and why you do that? It's massively important, I think, more so than ever. I mean, we all are very aware of the issues with mental health Mm -hmm. and the time bomb, as they talk about, that is waiting to happen and the lack of support out there for people just with stresses and strains that the NHS is under. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of other ways you can support your mental health without having to go that traditional route if you're not at that point I personally found when I was under a lot of stress and it was the stress that led to my heart condition that yoga for me was my stress relief Mm -hmm. it was that breath work at the start the positive affirmations the quotes the readings the relaxation at the end where there are no expectations on you. Mm -hmm. Going to a class where someone is saying to you, there are no egos in here. Yeah. And I mean, there are a lot of studios where there are a lot of egos. Mm -hmm. But I I really deliberately set out and say every in every class, do as much of this class as you want. Push yourself physically as much as you want, Mm -hmm. but ease off. Anytime you want, come into any of your resting poses. And if you just want to lie here in Shavasana for the next hour, because it is the only time today that you have got any peace to yourself, you can do that. Mm -hmm. And whether it's because I have a very loyal community of adults and it's the same people who have moved around in the different venues that I have been in. Yeah. So our studio has moved since we um, reopened and we're, we're not in the centre of town anymore and we're in a beautiful old school just outside in, in the country. It's a lovely big old classroom that we're in. It's actually the classroom that I did my final year teaching practice. Oh, wow. 20, 26 years ago, it was the P2 classroom. It is now the studio that I am teaching in. It's just beautiful. And I really wanted to achieve a community mm-hmm. that the children felt they belonged to a group, mm-hmm. that the adults felt when they came along, they were part of a group and they now they all know each other we've moved away from sort of communication through Facebook group to a WhatsApp group it's a little bit more informal they'll meet up after class 
We went to the beach on Saturday morning and sat around and had a chat after our practice. It was about developing a community for me because I always felt as a real gym bunny that part of what I loved about the gym and still do is the the community fee, the crack, the social side of things. And I always felt that when I went to yoga long before I ever did my teacher training, that I didn't really have that community feel a lot of yoga studios. It was, you know, you didn't go and see the same people. It was just if you were somebody new and you come in, you know, you felt a little bit like I'm the new person. So I just, I deliberately set out, Ali, to make it a yeah. community. And people, yeah, and the whole series being working from the inside out, you know, you have to work on your yourself, but community, there is that thing, what is it, um, no man is an island. Like we do, a community is so important. And I think that's why we put our kids into lots of activities and things because you want yeah. you want them to, to have a community or to feel like they're part of something. And you're saying that even about adults, you know, that I'm doing small group sessions at the minute. And I've never before been part of that. Now it's workout things, so it's not a gym, but it's all outside and it's all small, like the maximum maybe eight or something or ten people. And it's only now three weeks in, I'm starting to chat to people, but you still felt like you're part of something. However, when you're there, it's not competitive either. It's just like you get this done, this is for you. Um, and then the yoga, how would you say? yoga you were talking there about anxiety and with your own like what yoga did for you do you think a lot of it is about um prevention rather than acting it as a cure you know as you think that way you would encourage people to start now same with kids becoming part of their their own practice because they know it would you say that's what you would there's an element of both. Okay. With children, in most cases, they're coming to yoga. We're teaching the techniques from the beginning mm-hmm. in the hope that, for instance, that example that I gave earlier of that little girl last week. Yes. That when a situation arises, that the children have had enough exposure to the techniques and to know when they need to employ them. Yes. So she knew, oh, there's that butterfly feeling in my tummy that we've talked about. So this is what I need to do. So children obviously are coming to yoga with very often no issues. Mm -hmm. And then they learn the techniques. When they encounter an issue, they can draw upon the techniques they've been taught. However, what was very apparent in June when we restarted is that a lot of children this year did come back to class Mm -hmm. with anxiety, with a lot of issues presenting parents talking about um, bedwetting, not not sleeping, you know, um, biting nails, pulling hair, lots and lots of issues that had never been there until this year's winter lockdown mm-hmm. so we have worked really hard between the weekly classes in June I did a lot of extra classes that I wouldn't normally have done before but mm-hmm. a lot this summer 
and you can really see the difference in the children already. Yeah. So with them, it's slightly different. Yeah. Adults, some adults will come to yoga initially for the physical because they've been told. I was one of those people told by an orthopedic surgeon, you should go to yoga. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will need this hip surgery. So you'll get people coming purely for the physical. Yep. More so than people coming for the relaxation or coming for the emotional benefits. But the vast majority, once they come and they consistently turn up at classes, will say what keeps them there is the breath work and the yoga nidra, the relaxation. Because as you said, sometimes it's the only point in a day where someone has that time. Um, And what are your hopes and dreams or what's anything on at the minute then you want to share? Because online, so people, anybody in the world, because I do have a lot of people listen to this who are not in Northern Ireland, so they can join you online. And what are the, how long are the sessions? What way does it work? It's a one hour class online and online is very simply when we did move online and the first lockdown, we just, I just transferred the normal class formula from studio to online. So it's a full practice. Studio classes are, are back and busy where also the children's classes are just amazing at the minute. So we have lots, Lots going on with those. I just live and hope at the minute, Ali, that we're allowed to continue. That's my biggest hope at the minute. Last year, it all stopped in the middle of October. Mm. So I have learned to live. I was always very much a planner. Mm-hmm. So I remember you telling me this. Yeah, it was- I mean, it's a real teacher trait that you you plan, you know what you're doing, and yeah. you're very very organized. I would have been able to tell you in the past, this is my plan from now to Christmas and on week so and so I would roughly do this. Now, it's like they're real books out the window because... And it's good to know well-being, isn't it, too? It kind of teaches you to adapt. Um, Just as well, before I finish up, tell me a little bit about, just because you know I like creativity, what is the format? If you can summarise that in um, a few lines about the... Because there's obviously a creative side and playful side to the yoga for the kids. Yes, and that, as I said, I did not really envisage being such a big part of it. A little bit like what I was saying there for the adults, a lot of adults coming to yoga purely for the physical at the start. I imagined way back when we started out, it was going to be all about the poses, all about the development of balance and strength and flexibility. And it just naturally has evolved that I introduced the creativity as part of bringing the group together at the start. So when everybody was filtering in at different times that they had something purposeful to do. Yeah. And realizing then they absolutely love this Mm -hmm. and nearly weren't ready to tidy up and move on to the physical yoga. They, They were ready for more time. So it has become a bigger part of it. 
So we make things, we paint, we draw, we use dough. Beautiful. So all of the different mediums that you can. We're, we're lucky in the new studio as well. We have a big sink in the room with two sinks, actually, which lends itself for messy creativity. Yeah. Um, with the outdoor environment, we were able to sit outside to draw in the natural environment in July when the weather was beautiful. And it is just something that has evolved very naturally. And, yep. and that's cool. Sorry, you're going ahead. Um, I was just going to say the children, again, I think, like the creativity, or will they tell me, at yoga because it's all about the process. Mm-hmm. It's not that they are producing something that they know is for that wall display. So when they're doing things normally in school, and I know this is what mm-hmm. we do in school, is that we sit down and you generally, you're you're making something that you know is for a purpose. It's for the display in the assembly hall. It's for the notice board in the corridor. Or it's for someone. So it always has a purpose. It's never just sit down, free exploration. I can do what I want with these resources. I can make it doesn't have to be for anybody it's just my own enjoyment and I don't have to show it yeah and you don't get marks out of 10 you know too that's what I was going to say is lovely for me listening to you because I'm so happy that you're tapping into creativity in a really on a whole basis it's amazing because that is what one of the little girls said at camp they were I just put out a range of resources and let them have free choice as to what they wanted to do. We talked about lots of possibilities, but in the end of the day, it was completely up to them. And I was going around and looking at all their work. And she said, she's, a, she's just started P7. And said, this isn't going up on the wall, is it? Yeah. No, you're not going to, I won't have to hold this up to show the group, will I? No. Yeah. And I, to me, that just spoke volumes. It's yeah. taking the enjoyment out of children's. I'm taking art. that performative element, isn't it? Taking all that, like so much of our life, we're always trying to perform and be and um, prove, you know, we're always trying to prove something. But just before it cuts us off then, because, um, you know, I'm using everyone that's listening and watching will not know that there was a kerfuffle to get us sorted. So I've got a timer here, two minute timer um, shouting at me. Sorry, Zoom. But can you then tell me where people can find you and maybe one last thought before it cuts you off? Well, they can find me on Zoom for online classes. Authentic. Authentic yoga. And you can find me in the studio in Banbridge. I am on Instagram as Authentic Yoga Suze. I am on Facebook as Authentic Yoga with Suzanne. And I would be delighted to see anybody and come and work wherever. One last thing about life there, just about go for it. Never stop learning. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. It's been a joy. And just even when you were talking about calm, it just reminded me to calm. You've made it. We got the Zoom working. We always get there. (laughs) We do. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening. And yeah, I hope that you can keep learning as well because life is, is there to be embraced. So thank you, Suzanne.